Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, if you do not know me. And I am excited that you are here today. Um, I'm really excited uh, about these next coming up podcasts. I've got a little bit of a mini-series coming on with four or five podcast episodes, and I want to follow the idea of uh, carrying your vision of the ministry into total fruition. Um, I say this coming out of a time where uh, I'm really trying to figure out what my vision is. Um, and, and like I'll always say, this podcast is more for me than for you guys as I kind of verbalize some of the things I'm learning and growing in. Um, this, uh, this series came out of, uh, a book I've been reading, and it's going to be today's shout-out, but it's Esther Moreno's uh, The Progressive Children's Ministry Leader. Um, I've been diving into that book, and it's been amazing. Um, I'd love to get her on um, and talk a little bit more about it, but um, she she talked about uh, in one of her chapters that a good leader has a vision, um, and, and to have a vision, right, but but what does that look like? What does it look like to, to, to have this vision that you've got and to carry it all the way through into a successful ministry? Um, and so uh, it's, it's going to be a building podcast. So uh, if you are here from a later episode, hello and welcome. Uh, but uh, hopefully this podcast will build on itself and kind of uh, snowball into a really helpful series of podcasts for everyone um, so that we can get an idea of what vision in your ministry looks like. And so we'll be adding on more and more to our vision to grow it throughout these next couple of weeks. So I'm super excited. But with that, let's go ahead and jump on in. Um, So today uh, we're starting with raw vision, okay? Uh, And here's the reality is that we all need a vision. Like we all need a vision for our ministry because without it, we are pretty much just dead in the water, right? Uh, I want you to picture uh, it's 2007, there's no such thing as a smartphone. Steve Jobs walks on the stage. I did some research. This is actually when it happened in 2007. Steve Jobs walks onto the stage um, to announce the very first iPhone, this revolutionary product. Uh, product. I was uh, honestly like homework for you, and I'm going to have it linked below. Go watch this presentation because it is an amazing example of how to cast vision. But on this stage, he is combining three things that had never been done before. Internet, widescreen, touchscreen, uh, you know, devices, uh, and the music and everything together on these. I mean, he goes through that. Uh, but imagine if he comes out with this iPhone, right? This revolutionary new product, touchscreen, uh, internet-capable applications, music. All of this stuff was unheard of. And he simply shows you the phone, tells you about the parts, and walks off. Like, seriously, pause right now and go watch the video if you can. Um, and then imagine what would happen if he just goes like, here's the phone, you should buy it and then walks away, I don't think the iPhone would be what it is today. The iPhone, uh, I think Apple, I think what it is today is what it is because of the vision that they cast. Steve Jobs just wonderfully articulates what this device is, um, and, and I really, really think that if he did not come out with a strong vision like he did, uh, talking about the world is going to change, he talks about what uh, Apple has done before, and all of these things, he creates this picture of the vision for the iPhone, and that is one of the major successes that it has had was the vision. The iPhone was revolutionary 
but without the why, without the reason or the vision, it was a little more than like glass and metal and plastic kind of put together to do something, right? And the same is for our ministry. Without that vision, that manifestation of, of world change, of life change, of people change, it would never come about in our ministry if we don't have vision. And, and without sounding harsh, because I don't think any of us are in this boat, but without vision, we, we all have an idea of what we want our ministry to do, but without vision, we're not going anywhere, right? If we don't have a vision of what we want uh, the future to look like, then we're going to end up staying stagnant where we are. And and I'm going to be real. Like, I, I had a vision. I have a vision of what I want my ministry, an idea of what I want to do. And, I, you know, I want to teach kids the gospel and I want to see their see them grow. And, you know, as I'm, I'm journeying through this, uh, you know, idea of what it means to be a preteen pastor, the vision expands, it shifts, it flexes, and I'm starting to realize, well, I don't just want my kids to grow, I want parents and families to grow together. I want parents to be the main leaders of faith in their life, and then finally I want my leaders, my volunteers to grow, to widen the impact they have in the kingdom. I want their serving to not just be something that benefits me, but benefits them as well. You see, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I was missing something crucial, right? I have this broad picture, right? And I have this rough idea, but the reality is our visions, my vision, it's useless if it is not God's vision. Think about David. David wanted to build God's temple, right? He realizes God's uh, temple is currently a tent, and I am residing in this palace with the finest materials, right? It was built by some of the best craftsmen, and I, a, a human, a person in here, and God is in a tent? There's no way. I want to build a temple, and he has this vision, and he casts it to Nathan, uh, the prophet at the time, and Nathan's like, yeah, sure, and, and then that night, uh, God talks to Nathan, and, and God's like, that's not my vision, that's not my vision. That's for later. You do what you're doing now, right? David had this vision, but it was not God's vision. And so God spoke up and did not let that happen because David's vision and God's vision did not line up. And wisely, David listened uh, and chose not to pursue that vision. And in our ministry, the same thing is happening. Our vision for the ministry and God's vision from the ministry may be different. We have to move aside our own personal preferences and let God's vision lead. And now you might be thinking, well, I don't know if I'm letting God's vision lead. I don't know if, if that's happening. Uh, I've got a few indicators uh, that, that really hurt me to write because I think I'm guilty of all of them. But a few indicators that God's vision is not the priority in our ministry. Uh, number one is uh, an indicator that God's vision is not a priority in your ministry is if you rarely ever ask God if what you're planning is what he wants. Uh, number two, uh, it, another indicator that you may not be following God's vision for your ministry is that you rarely, if ever, ask God for help in your planning and creating of the things you do in your ministry, right? So you, you're you not asking God if what you're doing is what he wants, and you're not asking God uh, about what you're doing, how he wants you to do it. 
Uh, number three uh, is that you push aside some of the harder or scarier visions that you have because you think they're too big for you. Uh, and the reality is some of those big, big visions that you have may be too big for you, but they're not too big for God. And that's why he's asking you to do those. Number four uh, is that you are more concerned with the how in your ministry than the why, right? Uh, that, I, what I mean by that is that you are uh, you're more caught up in your your planning and your scheduling and your uh, volunteers and your communication and all of the uh, office desk work than you are the relationships and the growing work. And the number five is that you don't have time to build relationships or be interrupted because ministry has to happen. I say in quotation marks, I'm taking this uh, counseling class that our church provides, um, and one of the things they say is that um, sometimes people in need look like an inconvenience uh, or look like a distraction, and the reality they're the very people we're supposed to minister to. Um, and so those are just a few things that, that you can have on your radar to think, am I following God's vision? And, and I, I clarify here, I am guilty of all of those things. I'm guilty of all of those things because I let myself as a human and as a sinner get distracted by this stuff um, and not follow God's vision. So, yeah, like I said, creating this list, very convicting. The real question now is what is God's vision for your ministry? What is God's vision? So I'm talking about this whole thing. I've got several weeks planned out. And the reality is none of that matters if you do not have God's vision now, right? If you have your vision and you try and put your vision through these steps that I'm going to walk through, you're going to end up in the wrong end of the road, right? You're going to end up going somewhere different because you're not following the roadmap that God wants you. So the real question is what is God's vision for your ministry that he's allowing you to run? And the step one, if you do not know, if you do not have this uh, vision from God, right? Uh, step one is take a day or several. Don't limit yourself, but take time. Um, and honestly, uh, even if you do, I advise doing this regularly at least once a year. Take time to ask God. That means go away. Don't be around people. Don't be trying to do it in your office with people coming in every 15 minutes. Don't be like me and try and do it in your open office setting with six other people sitting around you who want to show you a TikTok randomly because that's ministry. Um, don't do that. Go take time away. Pray to God and ask for his vision and guidance. Guys, reflect on Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You see, we have to uh, put aside the plans we have and realize that God's plan alone is what will stand in the end. And if we're not willing to carry out that plan, he's got someone else that can. And like I've said, uh, we can plan all we want, but we need the Lord's vision to truly have the impact. Uh, step number two uh, once you feel like you you have the direction where God wants you to go, uh, distill this vision into a powerful, 
repeatable idea. Uh, God's vision is crucial, and it needs to be something um, that you can constantly remind yourself of. And this can look like a lot of things for you, however you function, right? God made us all different. However you function, it works, but you can't have God's vision and tuck it in the back of your mind. It needs to be at the forefront of everything you do. Uh, Like I said, I read Esther Moreno's The Progressive Children's Ministry Leader, and she had some ideas. She said she really loves creating a vision board. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's something kind of taken off right now. Um, But basically, you just kind of put up the vision in physical form, right, in images and words and quotes in front of you so that when you look at it, you see your vision. Uh, Maybe it's a phrase that you have, like, taped everywhere in your ministry so that when you are uh, cleaning out your closet, you see it. When you're gathering supplies for Sunday, you see it. When you're working on your computer, you see it. Whatever it is, when you've got this vision from God, do not just let it sit, but put it at the forefront. Uh, Make it something concrete uh, and something you can turn to regularly. And then step number three is that once you've got this vision from God, let it permeate every aspect of your ministry, right? Every Sunday, ask yourself how God's vision will take place. Every event, ask yourself if it lines up with God's vision. Every time you meet with a volunteer, ask yourself how you can share this vision with them. Every time something arises, right, whether it's difficult, uh, difficult times in your ministry, uh, you're facing resistance, uh, maybe even failure, think through the mission. Were you on with the mission? Did you have the mission in heart? Uh, And if you did, uh, is this just resistance natural resistance towards God's plan in the ministry, right? What can you do to further that? How can you continue to follow God's plan? And finally, I have this part because I've been through this recently, and it's what if you're not getting that vision, right? What if you uh, you, you just feel like you're not, you don't have guidance in your ministry, you feel like God may be, you know, you know, helping somebody else like the high school ministry, but he's kind of left you and your, your kids and your preteens over there, um, I want you at this point to to stop and think about your own personal relationship with God. Is your relationship 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, or is it, you know, 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. on a Sunday? Or is it a daily walk with the Lord? Um, I want you to examine that. Um, and sometimes it just be maybe that God wants you to pursue more, right? He wants more of you. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it is so easy, and I say this a lot for us pastors, to get caught in the motions uh, like I have recently and just begin to work uh, for the church and not for God um, and to let that replace our own ministry. Um, So if you're not hearing from the Lord, if you feel like you can't get that vision, uh, take time to pray, reflect, ask God uh, why, seek wise counsel, right? Uh, Lead pastors, your mentors, whoever, um, and and reflect on that. And and, and I say all of this out of the overflow of what I've been through. God's vision, uh, the past few months for me, it's been bleak in my ministry as, as I've become distracted. And in summer and the end of the school year last year, just kind of overflowed and led to this kind of monotonous ministry that I had, that it was just a weekly checklist. Um, and I've recently just had to stop and ask myself uh, where my vision is and, and, and does it truly line up? Uh, with what God wants. And, and to close out, I want to encourage you all. At the end of the day, all of us, uh, 
I think all of us want to see kids and families uh, come to Christ, build a relationship. Uh, do not be discouraged, right? Don't be discouraged if uh, you feel like your vision is an unattainable dream. Don't be discouraged if you feel like you've never had a vision or you don't know what it is. Don't be discouraged if you're not hearing anything about this vision. Uh, if it seems unattainable or, or dim or whatever you're facing, uh, just remember these words. Um, Isaiah forty-one thirteen says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who says to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. God is there. He's waiting. He wants to give you that vision. Um, and he wants that relationship with you and those coincide together. You can't have the vision apart from being with him. So spend time with the Lord, spend time with his vision uh, and continue to love others and pour out into their lives. So here's the reality is that our vision plus submitting to God's vision will equal a true vision, right? Our vision is a vision, but when we put that vision into perspective with God's will, right? If we are following God's vision, then we have the true vision. So next week, um, I want to talk about how we go from this true vision to uh, an attainable vision. How do we go from having God's vision to an attainable vision? And that is going to be through planning. So I'm super excited about that next week. I'm going to see you guys Monday for our nugget. And then Thursday, we are going to talk about that. I'll see you guys later. Bye.